sack. Welcome everyone to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Botcher. Terrific. This episode, we are going to cover a story straight from Dave's Nightmares. Uh, we know Dave is notoriously scared of sharks, and this episode will not, it's not going to help you sleep, Dave. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and there is a, a movie about this story. Well, a very loosely based movie on this story called The Reef. Uh, Dave and I have both watched this movie uh, within the last couple of days. Dave and his wife, Dana, uh, actually watched this last night. Dave, did you sleep all right? I, I did okay because I wasn't in a waterbed. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> but uh, so the so the plan of this episode is to share the real story, and then we are going to talk about the movie. Uh, and I always love finding a story that's big enough to do a whole episode on. So I think this is going to be a really fun episode. And this will kind of conclude our Tiger Shark Shark episodes for the summer. It's been kind of a three part series about Tiger Sharks, really. Uh, and I think I have saved the best story for last. Nice. Uh, and Dave, you know, like we've said before, there is something about sharks that really captures the mind and the imagination of people. Uh, they are fascinating animals. I mean, you have Shark Week and you have Shark Fest that are dedicated to these animals. Uh, there wouldn't be shows like that if people weren't fascinated about them, right? Right. And, you know, we never want to demonize or vi villainize animals who are just being animals and doing what they do. Sharks really are amazing, and uh, they have been on Earth way longer than we have. They should be respected, and they deserve our respect. But sometimes, like with the other animals we've covered, sometimes they can be scary monsters. Yeah. And we're going to cover that for sure on this episode. Uh, I also want to plug our friend over at Shark Files podcast. He has done an episode on this story as well. Uh, if I remember oh. right, it is his first episode, uh, which I had listened to. And man, it was really good. So I encourage all of our listeners to go check out uh, the Sh Shark Files podcast. And, uh, you know, uh, after you listen to the us tell the story, go and check him and uh, listen to the story. Uh, we could do like you could do like a double feature. Hey, there you go. And also, we hope everyone enjoyed our stories from last episode. Last episode, we covered the recent tiger shark attack from Egypt. The one that had the viral video of the attack. You literally see the guy get taken underwater by the tiger shark. Uh, and I, I don't yeah. know how I wonder how many people checked it out after we told the story. But man, it's a, that was a, I'm glad I was able to find some sources that I was able to do a deep dive and find more information about the man being attacked. So that yeah. always helps. And I think in a story process, so uh, go back and check that out if you haven't. Oh, and also we, uh, Dave uh, had a cool story uh, from the Galapagos islands. Oh, and then we also covered the uh, Netflix crew. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. 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 That was a, that was a crazy one. The Netflix crew uh, filming. They, uh, they were at their boat was attacked by tiger shark and deflated and they had to make a, a <laughs> bolt, a bolt to the island, so they wouldn't sink. And a pretty bad idea to sink in front of tiger sharks, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. But uh, 
great episodes uh, or great stories from last episode. So go back and check it out if you haven't yet. Uh, Dave, huh? it's always an interesting thing that happens on our show. As always, we need to check in with everyone's favorite cheetah and rainbow trout duo because they're the only ones ever, I imagine. Uh, <laughs> we got Cheetor and Dante. Good evening, gentlemen. I promise there will be no baby shock this episode. However, I just want to say how much I really enjoyed listening to Dave's new audiobook called Star Cluster 66. Oh, I really enjoyed listening to it. It was so much fun hearing Dave talk with such a dirty, foul mouth. And Dave does such a wonderful job doing all the different voices. Oh, I just can't help but give it two stars. Which is five stars for us cheetahs. Wow, that was really nice of you, Cheetor. Uh, also, I don't know why cheetahs have a different star ranking, but okay. Uh, Dante, do you have anything to add? Hey, Dave. You were so good doing that book. I think I'll give you negative 75 stars, which is five stars for us rainbow trout. Well, I, that was also very nice. Thanks, Dante. Gosh, I don't know why rainbow trouts would have a different star ranking either. I mean, do do all the animals have different star rankings than humans? I gotta check that out. Yeah, man. Um, maybe I'm gonna have to research that. I guess. <laughs> I uh. can't. Uh, that might be. That might have been the nicest they have ever been to us. Well, you specifically. <laughs> yeah. They have never been that nice to me. <laughs> but yes, uh, go check out. We're we're gonna have a proper plug for Dave's book at the end of the sh at the end of the episode. But I have also been listening to Dave's book, and it really is funny to hear Dave talk with such a dirty <laughs> mouth. I tried for three years to get Dave to swear on the show. It took three years, and then you see you hear him on this new book, and it's it's a funny book. It's kind of it reminds me of Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, the Guardians. Oh, okay, yeah. Do you see what I mean? Like it's a silly comedy, yeah. but in space yeah. type of deal, and uh, it reminds me of that. Just like Dave with the dirtier mouth. It's really great. Dave. <laughs> Dave had some. Dave had some lines on there that were just cracking me up. Man, it was <laughs> yeah. to hear Dave talk like that. It's funny. It's it's a funny book. So uh, we'll we'll give it a proper plug at the end. But uh, it's nice. really great. Uh, one more Thanks, thing before, Matt. yeah, of course. And then uh, one more thing before we get going, we just want to thank all of our listeners uh, we, for tuning into us. It's really awesome. And if you want to help us out, what you need to do, you just need to go on Spotify and give us five stars. That's kind of the main one. Or Apple is the second main one. Give us five stars and you can give a rating on Apple. So please yeah. give us five stars, say a nice rating, and we'll give you a shout out, which we have for our at the end of the show, we're going to give a couple shout outs as well for people who have done that. And it really just helps Please. us gain more attention, gain more listeners. So, yeah, yeah try not uh, try not to rate like a rainbow trout or a cheetah either. You know, you, you can, as long as you get five stars, <laughs> and then like in the paragraph, yeah. you can say like this was negative 75 stars. <laughs> there you go. Then that's totally fine. <laughs> I'm, like I'm giving this a rainbow trout rating of negative 75 stars. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we have a shark attack story for everyone, Dave. And oh. I know you are very afraid of sharks, aren't you? Is there a yes? Is there a specific shark you're most afraid of, or is it no? Just no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, good to know, Dave. <laughs> are you ready for a terrifying shark story? I'm ready. 
Right. Out of the water. You're out of the water, (laughs) so it's fine. You can hear this. So, Dave, this story is probably one of the scariest shark stories I've ever heard about. It's kind of a famous story, and there was even a movie based on the story uh, from 2010 called The Reef. And like I said, we have both seen it and we will talk about it later. But Dave, you don't know the real story, do you? No. You have seen the movie. You don't know the real story. So uh, kind of forget about the movie right now. Okay. Uh, I just just kind of focus on this. I mean, if you if you figure out something, feel free to say whatever you need to. But uh, we're going to start this from scratch. Okay. Okay. Well, Dave, uh, in order to tell this story properly, we need to use something, something we don't use every episode, but it's always one of our favorite things. We need to use our time machine. Sometime. Somewhere. Dave, we go back to July of 1983. Uh, were you alive? You were alive then, right? Yeah, I was six years old. Oh, yeah, I still got about six years till I'm born. But yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, and uh, this story, yeah, it is six years old. I did the math good there. Uh, it takes nice. place, <laughs> and it takes place in northeast coast of Australia. So we we are going down under again, Mike. Nice. We're gonna have to meet a few people. We're gonna meet Ray Boundy. B-O-U-N-D-Y. He is 28 years old, and he's the captain of his 14-meter, 45-foot-long trawling vessel trawling vessel called the New Venture. And so, uh, Ray is a pretty accomplished seaman, despite his young age. Uh, also, uh, Ray is, along with his buddy, acting as the deckhand. His name is Dennis Murphy. He is 24. Okay. And then okay. our third, our third character is Ray's girlfriend named Linda Horton. She's 21 and she's kind of there to, you know, just help out, uh, to be the cook and kind of just the third man who helps out. And it's his girlfriend. So probably, you know, other stuff too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So they I are. See what you mean. Yeah, you got what I meant. Thank you. <laughs> and they are going out from northeastern Australia to go prawn fishing. So prawn oh. fi- are shrimp, obviously. So uh, they yeah. plan on going out for several days, maybe even a few weeks. Uh, I'm not. I was never quite sure exactly how long they planned on going out. Uh, however, they set off from Townsville. Quite the name, Townsville. Yeah, that's like in every state here in the U.S. There's always a Townsville. Like a generic city in a Nintendo game. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a town, right? Townsville. I don't know why I put that accent on it, but yeah. Uh, (laughs) So they set off from Townsville and they go out beyond the Great Barrier Reef where prawn fishing is really good. And they do this. They leave on July 22nd. In 1983. And things have been going well for them. They've been out there for for the first two days. Things have gone quite well. They're enjoying their time uh, out there together. They're hanging out, catching prawn. They're doing really well, catching stuff. Uh, Things are going well. 
then on the night of the 25th, they hit a squall. So, um, squall is also a, it's just a storm. Yeah. Uh, there are only option. They can't, they're going to have to ride it out. That's the only option. So, uh, they got to ride it out and hope for the best. But the sea gets really rough. Uh, a lot rougher than they anticipated. At around midnight, large waves are hitting them. So we have, oh, wow. uh, yeah, you know, it's, we have Dennis on the top of the vessel. So he's on top. Ray and Linda are both inside, like in the interior of the ship. Well, a large wave approaches with no time to warn the others. He know, uh Dennis. Uh, he knows what's going to happen. Dennis jumps off the boat. Right before the wave hits, and the boat capsizes. Oh my! So the boat goodness. gets flipped over from the wave, with Ray wow. and Linda still stuck inside. Whoa! Uh, luckily for them, they are able to manage to swim from the interior of the ship up to the surface of the water. They they got out. Wow. I mean, that's pretty fortunate, right there, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, Put yourself man. in this that position. Would, yeah, I, I am, and it's not looking pretty. It feels like a horror film right there. Think about this. Middle of the night, storm going, and you, you think you couldn't see anything, but apparently they were, he was able to see the wave come. I, w- I would have thought it would be pitch black. And you're just being tossed up in the air, and you don't know what's going on. You're just hearing stuff, thinking like, oh, my goodness. Like, what is coming at us? Yeah. I, yeah. I'd be freaking You don't even... I don't know if I I don't know if I'd be more afraid of that than sharks. I you don't even be. need a shark at this point to make no. it scary. This is scary enough. Like that's I'm not a big like that would that would be extremely scary for me, like to be in, in that situation. Yeah. So I mean think about this. I if I even just being in a storm in daytime where you can still see some stuff, it's kind of scary. Yeah. You know, sure. if you you ever see those those big uh um cargo ships going through the Bering Sea, you know, and they hit, you know, huge 20, 30 foot swells, yeah. you know, coming up over the, the top of the boat. Just think about that in the middle of the night. If you couldn't see anything, you'd, you'd be freaking out going like, I don't know what's, there could be a wave 50 feet coming at us. Who knows? You you're know not, what I mean? You exactly just right, know. Dave. That's what would just be going on in your head the whole time. Just bracing, like, when's it, com- when's it coming? What's going to happen? Yeah, and you're you know? just trying oh, to... That, that'd be freaky. You're just trying yeah. to survive it. So they were able to... And they were able to get out of the ship, which is a big deal. Uh, they are able to regroup and hang out until the squall fades away. Storm is The storm is gone now, and they are now without a boat and kind of realize the predicament they are in. Now, there was a once a, a horse or two say that they might... The, the boat had been capsized, but they might have been able to use the boat who it hasn't sunk yet but it's still capsized so they could have okay been standing on the bottom of the boat that makes sense right yeah okay so i that, i think that was a i'm pretty sure that is a part of it anyway uh ray knows their location and they are about 95 kilometers from townsville so that's about 60 miles from where they took off and, and they, they went past the Barrier Reef, right? Yeah, they went past the Great Barrier Reef, and they are n- so uh, they'd have to get all the way back just to get to the mainland. That's so that'd be actually far, so it? well. Hold on, so uh, they are about forty-five kilometers away from the nearest island, about okay. twenty-seven miles. I think it's a, 
like a part of the Great Barrier Reef and like it's above water. Okay. Pretty sure that's what happens. Uh, anyway, so, you know, what are you going to do in this situation? You hang out there. Uh, uh, that's well, tough. Yeah, that's a, a tough, tough choice. Yeah. There's, you want the pot or do you want the frying pan? Take a pig. <laughs> so um, they decide what they're going to do is they're going to swim to that nearest island. So they begin gathering what they can from the debris from the boat. Uh, they are able to get a surfboard, a cooler, uh, some styrofoam boxes, uh, a life rig, and a rope. A life rig is, you know, like that circular thing to hold. Yeah, it. yeah. So, so the cooler, I take it, would have beer in it, right? Uh, you would wish, man. If so, they're set. They're okay. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, I doubt there was beer in it. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it would have been mentioned if there was beer in it. <laughs> I don't know what the. Now that I'm thinking, I'm a big beer guy. I don't know what the most popular beer is in Australia. One of our Australian listeners, let me know what are some good Australian beers for me to try out. There used to be one because I remember seeing commercials. You're thinking of yeah, you're it's thinking Australian of Australian for yeah, beer. What yeah, is that? Uh, you're thinking of Fosters. That's it. Yeah, I, I don't even yeah. know if that is truly Australian. I don't. I. Let, oh. <laughs> one of our Australian listeners, and I know we have some, please let us know what is the deal with Foster's American for or Foster's for beer. It's like Foster's American for beer. I feel like that was the tagline. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. One of our uh, Australian listeners, please help us with our ignorance on this subject. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, they, no, they don't really have any food or water. But they okay. Say, so. And God, beer would help, but I guess it's <laughs> wet, right? So, and it's not salty, yeah. so it would work anyway. Yeah. So they uh, they use all of this debris to kind of uh, make a makeshift raft, so they can like swim, but like they use that to hold themselves up. Okay, makes sense, right? Yeah. Well, it is now the morning of the twenty sixth, and they decide to begin swimming in the direction of the reef island. Uh, I imagine their makeshift raft isn't very good, and it's it's more kind of like just like, a, like I said, a flotation device. They're just using it to float on. Yeah, it can swim. So probably they, only fit fit the girl, and then she'll say. So the two guys are hanging on, and she's saying, "I'll never let go." Why is no. wrong movie? <laughs> <laughs> Pulling a Titanic on us, huh, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, <laughs> They do not float on a door from the Titanic. They're just got some flotation devices and they are, and they swim and they swim for a, uh, like a full day. Wow. Uh, you know, and in that situation, you got to keep your spirits up considering what you're going through. And you got to, you know, joke around, uh, talk to each other, keep, keep every, keep yourself and the others you know, in good standing. So, they're helping each other out. Things are looking okay right now. They're swimming to the um, island. Well, that's good. Well, then at some point, you know, the waves get a little bit sketchy, so their makeshift raft kind of falls apart. Ah. So they decide that each person will kind of have their own thing to keep them afloat. So each they had a raft of some kind, and now it got broken up now each person just has like their own flotation device to um to keep okay. them afloat does that make sense so like each one of them one of them's got like a boogie board one of them's yeah. got yeah something to keep them afloat one's got the cooler full of beer and he's hogging them 
and drinking them all. No, that's not true. Anyway, so they they swim. They keep they continue swimming uh, until it's nighttime. Uh, it's about two a.m. Dave, when Ooh. it's nighttime, two a.m. Large fin surfaces very close. They immediately know it is not a dolphin or nor a whale. Uh, they know it's a shark. There must be a full moon or something. Uh, yeah, seem well, to be imagine okay at night. Starlight moonlight's going to help when there's no city lights around. So yeah, you, you should be able to see a little bit. And yeah, full moon would certainly help out with that. Uh, Ray. Ray tells the others that sharks very rarely attack. It's probably just going to check us out and then leave. He doesn't want to frighten them, obviously. I think yeah. I feel like Ray kind of knows. He doesn't want to frighten them. Obviously, that, that would make yeah. things worse. Uh, they continue swimming. Just a few minutes later, Ray feels something swim right underneath him. Then Boy. he feels the shark give a light bite on his leg. Now, and it's a very light bite. It's, a, it's like a nibble. Uh, he, uh. He's, uh, he kicks the shark and it lets go. It's a, it's a very light bite, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, but you know, that's you're still he's still bleeding from it, and now everyone is oh. panicked because there is blood in the water. Oh boy! Ray does his best to reassure reassure them and tell them to keep swimming. Nothing happens for the next about ten minutes. They keep swimming. They then got hit by a good sized wave at that kind of knocked them around. Uh, and they, it kind of separated them. Makes sense. So they're uh -huh. a little further apart from each other. Okay. And then everyone here, or then the others hear Dennis let out a big scream. He says, and I quote, the bastards got my leg. Oh my goodness. Ray swims over to help. But by the time he gets there, the shark had let go. And Dennis's leg is gone oh my goodness the shark bit his leg off that quickly wow what sounds weird about that too is that it wasn't ray again it didn't go back to ray nope you know who's who well, was bleeding well dave remember they got separated a little bit more so dennis might have been the further one out from the group okay okay makes sense in that if you think of it that way i guess yeah. uh and so we're going to, Dave, we're going to actually have to give Dennis a lot of props for what he does next. Dennis is able to be mentally aware of his situation. He just lost his leg to a shark in the middle of the mm. freaking ocean. And he's got two buddies there who, with him. And he knows there is no way he is surviving. Right. Yeah. Uh, he does a very courageous thing and he tells his friends to keep going. He doesn't want to endanger his friends because sharks, what do they do? They take a bite. What do they do next? They're going to come back. Come to the rest. Yeah. And his buddies came over to help him. Uh, Ray and Linda came over to try to help him, but there's nothing. they can do. And he doesn't want to endanger his friends by having them attempt to help him. He knows he's done for. Dennis is done for. Uh. Ray and Linda don't want to leave him, but Dennis pushes them away and told them to go on. While he swims in the kind of the opposite direction 
Okay. And then he swims, in it, and it didn't take long for the shark to come back. Uh, by uh, his own words, Ray says, he looked over and he, uh, he looked at Dennis. Dennis went under, never saw him again. Oh, wow. So the, the shark took him under and killed him. Oh, uh, so I feel like it's a good time to pause for a second, Dave. Uh, uh, pretty freaking crazy story, bro. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, imagine your mate basically sacrificing to try to help you to escape. Even if it works or not, he was attempting that. Uh, Dennis deserves all the props for uh, being conscious enough to attempt something like that. Normally, people would panic after getting their leg bitten off, obviously. Uh, he was able to keep calm enough somehow uh, to do that. Uh, then imagine being Ray or Linda and seeing your mate just get killed by a shark right in front of your eyes. Nothing you can do. Horrible. Right. Gee. Wow, it's a lot like what happened with the Egypt attack you covered last week, too, you know? You're right. Nothing anybody can do. Uh, uh, Good point. Yep, yeah, you're right. Uh, so now uh, we do we do learn that this is a tiger shark that oh, is stalking okay. them. And by all accounts, it's... Uh, well, I'll get into that part later. But this is a tiger shark. It's around... Uh, give or take around 13 feet long. That's a pretty big tiger shark. Ooh. Yeah. Now, in the in the words of Ray, he later says, and I quote, I couldn't believe he had the guts to do what he did for us. It was like watching a human being put through a mincer. Wow. That's wow. what he says about seeing his best friend get killed by this tiger shark. That's horrible. It's this is a terrifying story. This really is. It's a terrifying survival survival story. Uh, let's get back to it. But he, so, Dennis. Well, he 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 just got killed in front of their eyes. So now Ray and Linda, probably in shock, begin swimming away. You know, see that happen. Yeah. You want to swim. You just instinctively want to swim away. Uh, Linda is screaming. She's in shock. So uh, Ray is yeah. able to calm her down. They swim and swim for about another two hours. So, so wow. two hours later, Ray thinks it's the same tiger shark that raises its fin near them again. Wow. Two hours later. Begins circling them. It's about 4 a.m., so it's still the nighttime. Linda, freaking oh. out and still in shock, as anyone, you know, could be. Yeah. Ray tells her to just keep swimming. Uh, they see the shark's fin circle them several times. And then the fin goes under for a bit. The fin comes back up and is headed right for Linda. Oh, boy. The tiger shark attacks Linda. Linda is oh. inside like a life ring. You know, like the tube I was explaining. Uh-huh. So she's inside of a life ring. Shark grabs her, kind of leaps out of the water, grabs her chest and both arms around her whole body. Wow. Linda, Linda lets out a little mumble before the shark flips her upside down and violently shakes her around. 
Wow. Ray, very close to her. And even some accounts say he was holding her hand. I can't, I can't confirm that, but some accounts said he was holding her hand. Nothing Ray can do, right? Yeah. Absolutely nothing Ray can do. In a panic, after seeing his girlfriend get killed, uh, he keeps swimming, and he swims until daylight. And when he, he kind of falls asleep, and he, he wakes up, and he sees a small reef island above the water, which was, like I was explaining, you know, the Great Barrier Reef, some of it pokes out of the water. And he knows if he makes it there, he will be safe from the shark. And he hasn't seen the shark since it attacked Linda. He's about 200 meters, about 650 feet. That is about two and a half football fields away from the reef island. Okay. That's not close, but it's not, you know, it's closer than what he has been. But then, Dave, like out of a horror movie, he sees a shark fin. Oh my goodness. And it's getting closer. Uh, he thinks there is no way to escape the shark. Kind of a horror movie cliche, if you think about it. You know, the last <laughs> guy, the last person is trying to escape, and the monster wants to, like, has its, or the last person has their escape, and then the monster comes back right at the end. Yeah. But out, so he starts swimming, and I don't know exactly what happens, but. I do know that he got caught in a big wave and he basically bodyboarded, he body surfs uh, really close to the reef island and the shark never was able to get close enough. Oh, okay. He was able to evade the shark. Ray is now safe from the shark that had killed his girlfriend and his, his mate, his best friend. As he watched helplessly. Now, Ray is safe on the reef. He's dehydrated and exhausted. Um, you know, once you get safe, you know, that kind of everything kind of sinks in. And uh, yeah. he just, his emotions take the best of him. And I imagine he's just like crying right there and yeah. having uh, kind of an episode. episode. But like, imagine put yourself in that situation. What would you do? Yeah. It would be yeah. a terrible thing to go through, right? Oh, yeah. So, fortunately for Ray, he was found by an Australian Air Force rescue helicopter that had been searching for the group since the storm. Oh, okay. He was picked up and rescued. Wow. Ray lived. Uh, he lived Quite a while. Unfortunately, I had a really hard time finding any details about his life after the story. All I, ah. The only thing I really have is a photograph of... The only thing... like I really tried to dive deep and try to find some information about him, but I had a really hard time. But um, ah. So everything we know about this story comes from the accounts of Ray, and everyone believed his story. So there is no reason to believe, to not believe the, the story to this day. Um, it sounds very truthful from Ray uh, being the survivor, and this is what happened. Yeah. So this is probably not one of those we'd find on Unsolved Mysteries or something, 
where you know how they like to play the the both sides mm, no this is uh it's pretty we're pretty sure this is exactly what okay good yeah i'd believe it yeah those i mean yeah those sh- shows like that are silly yeah, they are yeah anyway so was ray jealous of he wanted his, his, his girlfriend but she chose him so she took he took them both out of the picture <laughs> yeah Ray did not feed his Inter- girlfriend to the shark on yeah. purpose for it- cheating on him with Dennis. If that was your question, no. Yeah. Interviewed Dennis's best friend's uh, boss's cousin's <laughs> uh, brother-in-law. Yeah, I th- he didn't like it. <laughs> I don't know. He didn't like, like him that. very much. <laughs> yeah. I think he felt was always scared he- of him. <laughs> it's like Tiger King all over again, but with sharks. Yeah. <laughs> but no, Ray is not a Carol Baskin. Like, we don't. This is a pretty eligible story. Uh, there's no reason not to believe Ray. So yeah. that is the story. Uh, Dave, pretty freaking crazy story, huh? That is. This is a very scary story. Yeah. Imagine. I don't want to imagine it because well, we can actually see it from what we're going to talk about next. We're going to talk about the movie. Okay. Let's get into the movie. Well, uh, very loosely based on this story. And I mean, loosely in a lot of like the movie kind of makes its own story out of the story, but it's actually kind of still proper to the story story. <laughs> yeah, Does that makes sense. Yeah. Probably not. But whatever. I, gonna, I get it. Roll I get it. what you mean. Okay. Yeah. So like it follows the actual story kind of, but it has its own character. It doesn't have Ray, Dennis, or Linda as characters, so it follows the story within its own story. Yeah. Story, story, story. Okay. <laughs> uh, Dave, I really liked the movie myself. It's a it's a nice 90-ish minute movie, so it's a quick watch. I like a 90-minute movie. Uh, I know it didn't follow the real characters, but it actually followed the story in a basic sense. It is a... A movie from it's an Australian film from 2010. It's kind of titled Survival Horror Movie. So that makes sense. It does. Yeah. I like the simplicity of it. Uh, Being out in the ocean open after your ship sinks is pretty freaking scary. And then you add in a big shark. Yep. I mean, mean, think about it. The story itself, just from when you explained it, you're just like, man, it's. That's freaky. I mean, you picture it in your mind, the whole thing, and you're just like, oh, this is horrible. This is freaky. You and know, it is. But it, it, and then think about it being a, a low-budget film. You know, it's like, sorry, we, we can't portray that. Sorry, can't do that. Sorry. <laughs> you know? Right. It's like, how do we fill it with dialogue? You know, it's just... Yeah, it, it would yeah. be a difficult It had task. to do its own... Yeah. But so anyway, it had to do some its own thing. So, uh, and yeah, they, they, yeah, you're Dave, you're right. They wanted to add more, like, characters to this like a deeper involvement other characters so it makes sense we'll get into we're gonna get into it anyway so and one more thing the movie did that is very loosely based is a thing we talked about uh, earlier in there you know in, in this shark series tiger shark uh they are always second because in real life it was a tiger shark and then in the movie they switch it out and make it a great white oh uh, it was, it makes sense. It is a decision to switch, the, switch the species for a movie because great whites are the scariest shark out there. There is absolutely no denying that. Yeah. Tiger shark 
would have been perfectly fine to put in it. I don't think it would have made a difference to the movie, but I get what they were going for. Uh, great whites are scarier. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I do kind of wish they left the tiger shark, but I get it. But and that also really proves the point that I made in our tiger shark episode. Tiger sharks are always second to great whites. Not even close. Yeah, that's true. There's a number one. And then number two is just way down. And that is tiger shark. <laughs> Sucks for tiger sharks, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, I do they need the publicity of being attacked <laughs> on movies? And I don't know, but yeah, maybe it's a win for them. I don't know, but like uh, to say, great whites are number one, a very distant number two are tiger shark. <laughs> yeah, it's like the great white saying, like, sorry, tiger shark, you're the first loser. You don't get to do any of this. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, so uh. I have big time spoilers ahead. Dave, we're going to kind of go over the movie. And so people can kind of okay. compare. So it, spoiler alert. Yeah, for sure. Cause I'm giving away about everything. <laughs> so yeah. um, we're just going to start straight up. And then Dave, you can tell me what you thought about the movie at the end. So I'm, I'm okay. going to, I'll be a little quicker through this. Not like I as dramatic as I was in the uh, real story. So uh, the movie follows five people instead of three. And they all have different names than the real story. One of them, is Matthew. Uh, hey, that's my name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the five friends plan on sailing to Indonesia from Australia. We have Luke, who is kind of like the Ray character of it. Like, he's the captain of the boat. Uh-huh. And then we have his buddy, Matt, who's kind of like Dennis. Uh, we have Matt's girlfriend, Susie. And then we have Matt's sister, Kate. And then their other buddy, Warren. So Luke kind of the Ray character and Kate, uh-huh. who is Matt's sister, they got something going on. <laughs> and uh, I think it obviously you can tell that they have been a thing before and they uh, they broke up. But now they're kind of on this trip together since Luke and Matt are friends and she is his sister. It also adds to the drama later. So they are adding the drama. Uh, I'm going to add that Kate is actually really freaking sexy, too. <laughs> uh but yeah not the characters of the real story so they all visit a small island to go snorkeling have a good time uh luke and kate end up making out on the island and stuff but then they have to quickly go back to the boat and begin sailing so now later that evening luke and kate say they miss each other and they start kissing on the boat again and they're about to go down and bang obviously but right <laughs> but like like right when they can't remember what part did they i don't I can't remember if they get down there or not but right then their boat cats capsizes after hitting a reef so luke was pretty much cock blocked by the reef <laughs> that's the name of the movie <laughs> cock blocked by the reef that should be a movie right there the reef yeah <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Anyway, so uh, another deviation from the real story that was capsized by a storm. They say it was capsized by the reef in the middle of the daytime. I think it was. Was it? I don't remember. I can't remember uh, if it was day or night. I can't remember. But, but I, I, yeah, I, I I remember thinking, how did it capsize? I didn't understand. Like it, it didn't make sense. They couldn't portray it well enough. Yeah, I didn't no, understand it, why. It, it David capsized. made zero sense how it worked um, in the film. But I imagine they did that. You know, they couldn't portray a storm that's going to cost more money. So it's the film's budget that got in the way. 
Yeah. Like, don't you agree? That had yeah. to be the reason. Why. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So boats capsized. Uh, Luke got cock blocked. So they are all on <laughs> top of. They're all on top of the bottom of the capsized boat. That makes sense, right? So the boats. Yeah. Okay. So the boat's sinking. It's upside down, but like the bottom of the boat is still sticking up. And so they're hanging out there. Uh, Luke uh, convinces the friends that. They need to swim away to the nearest island, which he says is like 12 miles away in the movie. And so it deviates, but it has that right idea from the real story, right? Yeah. So an odd decision. So they had five people instead of three, which is the real story. So Warren, he decides to stay on the slowly sinking boat. And the fate of Warren is never shown in the movie. Yeah. Warren, he had one scene with him. By himself after they left, and he sees a shark fin in the water. Well, that's the last we see of Warren. Uh, he was kind of the <laughs> fifth wheel anyway. Anyway, so nobody really cares about Warren. Uh, and he's he's supposed to be the captain, right? That, no, that was in the story, right? I don't think so, because I'm pretty sure Luke was the captain. I think Warren was literally oh, okay. just the fifth wheel, and he was like the fisherman. So oh, he was okay. like, yeah, and so nobody really cares about Warren. I feel your I feel your pain, Warren. <laughs> so now we follow the others as they put their we, they put on wetsuits and they swim towards an island that is like the real story. Uh, the four are using small flotation devices to help them like body boards, you know, similar enough. Uh-huh. The story. And we follow them swimming for a while. They're having banter and. You know, trying to keep each other's uh, spirits up. Uh, when Susie sees something, and it's a shark fin. Then they have it's a very tense scene, and the music is great. And uh, at making the tension slowly, Luke sees the shark underwater with his goggles, and you know the tension picks up, and the characters are panicked as the great white swim circles around them multiple times. Incredibly realistic, too, right, Dave? Yeah. So you could easily put yourself in this situation and feel the fear that the characters are having. I really, this was my favorite scene. I went back and watched it two or three times. Get the, just to watch it and have the real thing. Yeah. So probably the best part of the movie, in my opinion, is when we get a good jump scare with the shark popping <laughs> up right by them. You know how it originally first popped up at Ray and bit him a little, just kind of a little, give him a little bite. Yeah. That would be like this scene. And so, okay. you know, all four of them are like in shock as you would think. Um, and some of their gear gets scattered. So they lose a, bo- a boogie board during the scare. And, you know, the boogie board is important to keeping them afloat. So the care, the Matt, Matt goes to get it. Uh, Matt plays kind of like the Dennis character. And Matt goes to get the boogie board. Hell, he gets attacked. Yeah. And he literally, he didn't say the bastards got my leg, like was the quote, but he said he's got my leg. And so yeah. uh, Matt loses his leg. Uh, so in the, I don't know if you remember in the movie, Dave, but they are yelling, Matt, Matthew, Matty. Hey, those are all the names that I get called. <laughs> Did you think of me during that part of the movie, Dave? No. No! I didn't. 
I wasn't. Th- no. <laughs> I, why would I want to think of you in the movie? But like, that was my name. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you didn't even no, think No, I was of too me. busy thinking like, this is horrible. I don't like this. This there's a shark. So you didn't want to make it more horrible by putting me in there is what you're saying. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't want it to be more, more like real life or anything. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, the character Matt loses his leg, bleeds out and tells them to move on without him. He dies right there. The others swim away. Nothing they can do. Luke, Luke looks back and sees the shark take him underwater. Another really good yeah. part. That was a good part of the movie and very much like the real story. Yeah. And so we follow now there's only three so we follow them uh they fall asleep next morning just holding on to body boards when they wake up they see the small island on the reef very kind of similar to the real story they begin swimming to it on their way they see that the great white shark is back and it grabs susie she comes back up luke swims to her and she gets taken underwater and never seen again so kind of similar to the uh, yeah. attack to Linda, right? Yeah. So, or do you feel, I know you had mixed feelings about the movie. Are you feeling better about it now that it's kind of following the real story? Well, it's kind of mixed in terms of it was good, but I don't want it to be good. So I've, I've tried to didn't critique want it, to it be good. so that, so that I don't uh, scare myself more, you know? <laughs> oh, you're such a wimp. Okay, let's, I'm going to continue. We'll get to that in a second. So we got Luke and Kate, the two that have been kind of making out and reconnecting throughout the movie. <laughs> and Kate's really hot. And, and <laughs> they find a tiny part of the reef. So they're able to kind of um, sit on this small part of a reef for a minute, kind of catch up. So, but it's very small. Like, so it's not a good place. Yeah. They got to move on. Like a rock. Um, yeah. yeah, it's basically a rock. So. Um, Luke is able to patch up Kate's bleeding foot here, though, so that's good. Uh, and then uh, she says she loves him. He says he loves her. Oh, so they are a thing again. And I am jealous. Hope it lasts longer than the last relationship they had. <laughs> well, it's going to be way shorter than that. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> because. So they they then decide to swim to the much larger part of the reef island that they can see. So in the movie, the tensions build as they see a shark fin again, and this circles them. Luke says, keep swimming. The shark follows and they make it to the reef island. But like uh, Luke has to lift Kate up so she can get on top. It's a steep uh, get up. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So he has to like... Uh, lift her so she can get on top and now she's like got her hand and she's trying to pull him up but uh and then you see the shark coming up uh she is unable to pull him up the shark gets him he gets taken by the shark as he holds her hand so i said that earlier that uh linda and ray they may have the shark may have gotten linda while they were holding hands and in the movie they did something similar yeah. So in the movie, you know, you know what really what really would have made that a horror movie is if while she's still holding the hand, she's still holding the hand oh. and the shark takes him under. Oh, so she just has the hand. <laughs> so she's only got his hand. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good, Dave. I would have liked that, too. 
Anyway, so uh, Kate, uh, she 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 plays Ray in this part. She's like she's the only survivor left on the island, and you know she has ends up having an emotional uh, episode breakdown. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, breakdown. Thank you. That's the best way to say it. So uh, then the movie says that she was later rescued, and Warren, the fifth guy, was never found. And that's where they roll credits. Yep. Uh, so you I, see, I don't, I, that's I don't know why they said Warren was never found when he was never part of the true story. Yeah, why is Warren a thing? Yeah, freaking Warren. That was weird. You're not even. You're just a fifth wheel. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, Warren's whole thing was weird. He like he didn't matter even a tiny bit. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it doesn't uh. matter. So you do see some similarities to the real story, right? Yep. Uh, however, obviously, very different, though. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Similarities, but different. Uh, I, I don't mind that as long as they stayed pretty true to it, I think. Yeah. Uh, Dave, yeah. I'm going to let you give your thoughts about the movie now. Okay. You know, at first time I was like, what is this? It was hard, hard, a little hard to get into. But once they get to where they're in the water... You start to see, okay, this is kind of getting freaky. You thought like, it was a porno for a second, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was like, okay, they got a couple hot chicks, two awkward looking guys. The music is just like on a, on a synthesizer. That's fairly low budget. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? But no, but then once they get in the water, um, that's kind of where, okay, this is freaking me out. Because I, that's where I, I start thinking. My mind wanders. But what was um, good about it from that standpoint is that um, the camera would show them looking through the water. It would go underwater and look. Like he was, and that's he had kinda, goggles on and you could see. Yeah, yeah. Luke would, would go under all the time and look around. And so the camera would show like, his from his POV, perspective. Right? Yeah. And you don't see much. It's interesting. And that's kind of how it is in the water. Like visibility, you can look, you know, if you're up, you got your head up above water, you could see way, you know, so far. And then you go underwater, you got like 20, 30 knows, foot visibility, yeah. maybe sometimes even less. It just depends. It can depend on the area, it depends on the water current, the tides, everything. Um, but, um, but that's kind of how it is. So when you, you could see a shark fin, like, oh my goodness, and then drop your head under and not see anything because you can't see that far underwater. And so, so very realistic in that way that they prepare, yeah. right? Yeah. So then it's like you're freaking out going like, where the heck is it? And that's what you, I tend to wonder is like, if I only see 20 feet, you and know, that's, that's can supposed I, to be the can I look around? Part. Yeah. Can I look around in every direction before something can swim in and get me? You know what I mean? That's yeah. what, actually what I do in the water. <laughs> but so it's, but the, having them portray it like that is like, okay, yeah, that's exactly what I, what, what it looks like. And it gets freaky, you know, especially when they can already see, they know something's there and you're looking around and you can't see it. That's what I really hate about the waters. When I have my head out of the water and I'm in the water, I can't see what's underneath me. You know what I mean? There could be a shark right there. And I'm thinking there could be a shark right here and I wouldn't even know it. And so then I would have to dip under and look. I've got to try to get rid of that. I do that every time. Well, Dave, that's why I said like sharks really capture the imagination. They do. So they you do. you start getting in your head, and you can think 
think about it. So it's a terrifying situation what the real life story was about this. I mean it in the is. movie too, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in what the What was movie- horrible about it though is that when they're when they're su- supposedly swimming 27 miles they uh well one thought I had was why did they ditch the flippers? Why didn't they 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 were diving with flippers before it capsized and then afterwards they're just swimming with feet. They gathered what they could and left flippers. I'm thinking why wouldn't you swim with flippers? But anyway, this they go on they're swimming without flippers and it, and what they call swimming isn't really swimming. It's like they're just kind of floating there. So somehow they're supposed to get 27 miles well, in Dave, a direction it's a movie. and what they're showing. I know, but that's just what I was critiquing. I had to critique it like, "Oh, this is so unrealistic. They're not even swimming." Because the rest of it's freaking me out, really, to be honest. <laughs> so you, you know? had to you had to be oh. negative to it to make it not scare you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're you're you are a bit of a harsh critic, I've noticed. <laughs> I can't I can't I'm, be. I'm, yeah. I'm a very easy critic for the most part. You're a little oh, harsher yeah. than I am. Oh yeah. But uh, I, I enjoyed it myself. Though. I enjoyed it myself. It was uh, it's under ninety minutes, which is a plus. None of the actors are Famous, but I I thought I I thought they did pretty good, especially in you know like you said after the capsizing moment. Maybe not the uh, is it a porn movie moments, but it's in <laughs> in the um, moments of them being on in the water. I which is like the yeah. second half of the movie. Yeah, I guess two thirds of the movie. But I, I I thought they did good. It was uh written and directed by Andrew Trouty, maybe. Uh, I looked, and he was—he's actually done a few scary animal movies. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, including Blackwater, which is a crocodile movie. Oh, and then Blackwater Abyss, so a sequel to that or whatever. Uh, also, he's done The Jungle. It's another scary animal movie. I watched the trailer, and it was more like they're—they're they're looking for a leopard, but they find like something supernatural. I don't know. And then he huh. also has done the reef stucked. So it's a some kind of another reef shark movie. Oh, so, okay. and that one has just that one just came out in 2022. So oh, Dave, this guy, uh, yeah, is, I saw that one on Amazon Prime. I, okay, when I was looking for the reef, I saw that one. I didn't see the movie. I just saw that they have it there. Yeah. yeah so this guy's kind of up our alley. I think we're going to need to watch some of these days. Oh man. I want to be able to swim in it without freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's impossible. Uh, so uh, the reef, the movie has a 5.8 out of 10 star rating on IMDb. Is that by cheetahs rating? No, <laughs> no that is a human rating. So uh, it all, but it also has a four out of five star on Amazon. Okay. So it's depends. I don't know. I think it's gained. I think it's got better ratings as the years have gone by. Because okay. I I liked yeah. it, dude. Like it was it was uh, uh its budget was only three point eight million, which is actually more than I thought it would be. And I, wow. however, I was yeah. not I was not able to find any information on how much it made back. Like there, I there was nothing. I couldn't, I couldn't find. Oh, anything. but it's oh, okay. uh, kind of a cult. It has kind of a cult-like following, which is cool. So uh, it's a good movie. Uh, I think everyone. I can should... see that. I think. Yeah. I, I think. Do you think our Dave? Would you recommend it to our listeners? If you're not afraid of sharks, yeah, 
<laughs> if you are afraid of sharks, no. <laughs> very well, very well. Although put, then it Dave. would, then it, but then it wouldn't be a horror movie, I guess. I don't know. That's uh, the point of it. I yeah. Sharks, <sighs> you know, like we said, we don't want to villainize them, but yeah, they can be scary. I hate horror movies, Matt. I, <laughs> I hate horror movies, Matt. <laughs> well, I'm gonna find some more for you. Oh, now, boy. now I kind of just now I want to make this a horror movie show. <laughs> uh, I'll find some more for you. I'm I'm glad you did it though. Thanks for doing. And what did your you watched it with Dana, who's my sister, your wife? So what did she think? She thought it was okay. She kind of she. She tends to fall asleep when we're watching stuff at night. Oh yeah, so she, I remember she her. She told me the, she fell asleep, so she, see the her opinion part. doesn't She's even like, count. What happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Her, her, yeah, that doesn't even count. We're not gonna take that. <laughs> uh, I think it was good. I liked it. It's nice. Like I said, nice ninety minutes. So go check it out if you want to. And Dave, that is going to wrap up the episode. I hope uh, you and everyone enjoyed this. <laughs> Very, uh, very sweet and friendly shark story. Uh, just kidding. I know it, it was terrifying. <laughs> I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna make that the title for the episode. Hey, there you go. Uh, it really is uh, a great <laughs> survival. Drive the younger listeners, huh? Yeah, yeah. trick the younger listeners <laughs> listening. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a really great survival story, and you know, if you haven't checked it out, if you haven't um, seen the movie, I recommend it. You would like to, of course, that's up to you. But uh, Dave, for our next episode, I think what we're going to do is our 17th edition of recent animal stories and attacks. All right. Uh, those are always some of our favorite ones to do, and it might be a multiple parter, but we're going to cover everything that's happened so far in 2023. And I know of a lot of stories. I really want to cover yeah. uh, this bear story from Arizona a predatory attack by a black bear hell yeah okay yeah yeah it's weird like whenever i see like animal attack stories i'm like oh man is it weird if i hope they died <laughs> or is it is yes, it weird it is no just... it is weird or i don't want them to die i just want a cool <laughs> the coolest story out of it possible so if they live yeah. even better then they can tell then they can they can tell the better story so no i don't always there want death but yeah, those are always yeah. some of our favorites to do. So that uh, that's what I have on the books for the next episode. Okay, good. Uh, Dave, if our listeners want to be even more awesome than they already are, what is something they can do for us? Go to iTunes, Apple Podcast, wherever you listen to. Subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars. Say something you like about the show. It really helps us gain more attention, gain more listeners. If you'd really like to help us out, kind of help keep this podcast from capsizing over and the loan sharks taking us down one by one, you could help donate monetarily via PayPal or Venmo. Nice. That was a good one, Dave. That was right <laughs> off the cuff, too. I, that's what is still one of my favorite parts of the episode is when you did those. <laughs> uh, and just remember to get your Force of Nature t-shirts and stickers to order. All you got to do is DMS on Facebook or Instagram and we can uh, send you one. It's way easier than going through uh, some other website. So I'd rather do it uh, ourselves. So the shirts are really nice. And uh, we got a new batch coming with all the sizes. So uh, uh, make sure to get one. And if you order a shirt, I'll be sure to throw in some stickers. too. Yeah, uh, Dave, good stuff. 
Yeah, dude, they're really good, huh? Yeah. Wait, what have you have you I, I, you got a bunch of stickers now? So what have you been doing with them? I haven't. We haven't uh, ventured out from the house yet. Still, since we've gotten back. But okay, uh, well, when we're go heading, go when stick we go them to, on weird places that you're allowed to. Of course, I don't, don't do anything I don't, illegal. Yeah, I probably shouldn't. I probably shouldn't say where we're going to put them. But I've got a couple ideas of where I will. <laughs> well, we know we've got a couple. We we have one right by the Sydney Opera House, so that's pretty sweet. Sweet. Uh, uh, real quick, just a couple shout outs to give. Dave, we want to give out a shout out to something cute 333. Something cute 333. Uh, they gave a very nice five star review saying that we are their favorite podcast. Oh, nice. So thank you very much. And also shout out to it was like four monkeys emoji. So we're just going to be we're just going to say monkey emoji. Monkey emoji. Uh, they said some very nice things. Then we're the perfect mix of uh, funny and educational. And that's great because that's kind of what I de- designed it and want us to be. I fit. So that's great. Uh, yeah. Anyone, anyone else that wants to give a shout out, uh, anyone else that wants to get a shout out, you just got to give us a review. Apple is still the only main one that a lot that you can give reviews on. Uh, you can also do stars on Spotify, but not reviews. So, uh, and you can, you can also like send us a, a DM or an email. We'll give you a shout out too. say something nice for us. Uh, Dave, before we leave, yeah. let's see what Sheetor and Dante have to say. Dante and I have also watched The Reef. I quite enjoyed it. I believe I would give it a mm, 0.25 rating. That is four out of five stars for us cheetahs. I really enjoyed it, too. My favorite part was the hot blonde in a bikini. I'll give this movie a negative 45 rating. That is also a 4 out of 5 for us, Rainbow Trout. Wow, Dave, a very odd rating systems for cheetahs and rainbow trouts, apparently. I do not that get is, that. Yeah. Uh, and not Me even to ask. I don't even care to figure out more about it. Anyway, Dave, uh, <laughs> before we sign off, how about you give us uh, one more plug for your book? Okay. Uh, Star Cluster 66, written by John Dalton. The audiobook was narrated by yours truly, David Botcher. It's out on Audible. You can get it on Audible. Uh, listen to it. 37 hours of wondrous fun to enjoy. It's actually, uh, Matt, I, I've only, I'm only like an hour or two into it and I have laughed a lot because it's so fun hearing Dave swear like that. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. Uh, I, like I said, I tried for three years to get Dave to swear on this show and then he's just swearing like a sailor on there, but it's in like a fun <laughs> voicey way. So, it, and it like story driven. It's so funny guys. You got to get it. And so Dave, you have, uh, we have a code to give out for the, whoever the first person, is that right? So the, we have yeah. a code to give out for the first person to um, DM us and say they want the code, right? Yep. First person to DM that wants it, we can give them a promo code out to so listen to it for free. Uh, listen to it. Give a review on uh, Audible and uh, hope you enjoy it. You do. Yeah. And, and anybody else, yeah, check it out on Audible. It's actually really, it's a lot of fun. So go and do that for us. First one to, so Dave will say first person to DM us will get that code right yep cool and they, then they get a free you get free 37 hours of game. 
<laughs> oh, that's going to be worth it, though. I'll be honest. Uh, OK, that's great, Dave. I'm, I'm super happy for it. Uh, this oh, is force nice. of nature. But you ready to soil, Dave? Do you have anything else, Dad? Oh, no, that's 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 it. I'm good. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm good, too. So this is Force of Nature podcast. Thank you for joining us. Remember to tell your friends, be a part of building us up, and we will see you next time. Bye.